Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Yud and Maseches Nadarim. I'd like to dedicate this to Yossi Shulman. Obviously, he is not a Nazir. That's the connection with Yossi Shulman. Of course, we're always dedicated to Rechaim Zev Milinowitz. I actually tried to put that in Yossi's song. It's his 50th birthday, Barry. So, Bezat Hashem, Admeav Esrim. Okay. So now, uh, we're on the last Vibais Eimon, the last two words on Tesamid Bays. Let me catch you up, Barry. The Mishnah had implied, our Mishnah just said that a nether is a good practice, but is not a good practice, rather, but a nedava is a good practice, right? We say nether, like a, which is like a personal obligation, to obligate yourself personally, that's not a good practice. But a nedava, which is like a dedication of an item, of an object, so we'll describe it like that. So to dedicate an object, Nadava, let's say the base of Mikdash, so that's great. But to dedicate yourself, right, to try to obligate yourself to do something, that our mission implied was not good. Okay. So the way the Gemara started yesterday was we asked who authored this Mishnah. And the controversy was based off of a machlokas based on the Pasuk and Kohelas. Pasuk and Kohelas, Perak Hay. It says, Tova Right? That it's better, that the worst thing to do is to make a nether and not follow through. It's better not to make a nether at all. Fine. So I ask you this, Barry, just like I asked Andrew yesterday. We know that it's better to not make a nether at all than to make a nether and not to break it. Where does making a nether and following through where does that fall in? In other words, is making a nether and actually keeping it better than not making a nether at all? Or is it be- worse to make a nether and break it than better to make a nether and, fill- and fulfill it and better yet to not make a nether at all? Do you see the, the, the distinction? Which is the best, to not make one at all or to make it and follow through? Certainly to make it and break it is the worst, right? That's the problem. That's the one thing you ne- never want to do. That's the Chiddush of Nadarm, that you're making a nether and you actually obligate yourself to something and if you don't follow through, that's the worst. So that question was the Machlokas, Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Yehuda, where Rabbi Meir said, like Andrew, better don't make it at all, said Andrew. And do it anyway, he added, right? Um, but we said yesterday, right, that... So we said, who is the author of our Mishnah? Because after all, our Mishnah is saying, excuse me, that a nether is no good and a dava is good. Okay? So according to Rabbi Meir, it's better to not make a nether at all. So why would that be? Presumably because you're going to break it. Okay? So yesterday's Gemara said, well, maybe the same can be said of an adava. When you make it, when you offer up a korban, let's say, and you say this is going to be an adava, or if you how the mechanics of that exactly works has to be discussed. But the Lashonadava, somehow you obligate yourself to be a Nazir. Okay? So if you do such an Adava, isn't that also subject to breaking? Like, that could also fall apart. The animal could die, something could get blemished, you, you know, something ha- can happen along the way. And with Naziris, it's even worse. You can be a Nazir and become a Nazir right away. The Lashonadava and be a legitimate Nazir, and everything's great for two weeks, all of a sudden you become Tameh, or something breaks in your, in your Naziris, or you lose your momentum, and you no longer 
want to bring these korbanos of, uh, of, of Naziris in a, right, in, in a uh, wholesome fashion. So what we explained yesterday was that's true that Nedavos can be broken the same way that uh, Nedarim can, but what, perhaps what Rabbi Meir was saying is that <coughs> a neder is no good, as he says, and the worst thing to do is to make a neder, and it would be better not to make a neder at all than to make one and fulfill it. However, the Nedava is good because we're talking about a very specific type of Nedava. The Nedava of the Karban is the Nedava of Hillel Hazakain, who used to go to the Beis HaMikdash and make sure that the animals got right to the threshold of the Azara before actually shechting them. So there was never going to be a slip between the cup and the lip, as my mother would say. In other words, he would leave no chance for there to be any mi'ila, right, any misappropriation of hektesh, any issues. He would just not make the nadava until it was right before the karban. And then, of course, once the animal is shechted, then it's not a problem. What about an, an nazir? So he said, there's nazir and there's nazir. And he gave the famous story of Shimon HaTzadik with the sincere nazir. That the nazir that we're talking about with the nadava, where it's a good thing, that is the very sincere type of nazir, the one with the great locks of hair, who uh, became a nazir for the right reasons. Because you see, Barry, there's two different types of guys. There's, uh, if we're going to sim- oversimplify it, there's people who are actually probably a little bit degenerate, and they are doing the Naziris almost as an overcompensation, like, oh, now I'm going to be a big tzaddik, and they're sort of unstable, if you will. Those Naziris don't last too well, and you can't expect them to last for 30 days, and certainly if they become tummy, which is something that can sometimes be out of your control, right? person's in the room with somebody who's healthy, and that person all of a sudden becomes, right, uh, a mace, and now you're in a place where there's an ohel, for the Tumas Ames, you become Tame, it's not something that's always within your control. <coughs> Excuse me. Meanwhile, these guys, they blow hot and cold with their motivation in Ruchnius. You know, two weeks ago, they wanted to be a Nazir. Now that they're Tame, now they got another 30 day set, right? Now they have to be, first be Metaher and then, and then start all over again. They're not going to make it. So those Naziris, that's the ones that we don't like. But the Naziris that we do like, is the one where the guy is so sincere, he did so out of a sincere desire to not become caught up and consumed in his beautiful lettuce, locks of curly, beautiful hair, and his own personal beauty. He said, you know what? This world is not, uh, for, for, it's just a prose door. This world is not a place I'm just going to be, at the end of the day, worms and maggots, and therefore I'm going to do it out of full sincerity. Those more stable guys are the ones that we spoke to as Nazir being the Dava. So that's how the Mishnah is understood according to Rabbi Meir. So again, Rabbi Meir doesn't like Nadarim at all, but these Nadavas he'll allow with the very sincere Nazir or with Hillel Zakin with, with the Karban. Okay? Now, the Ibais Ema takes us to the other Tzad, to Rabbi Yehuda. And again, Nazir and Nadarim are very intertwined. Not only is Nazir a type of Nadir, but whether to become a Nazir or to make a nether is equally controversial, right? Because in both cases, you're obligating yourself to something higher, so to speak. You're obligating yourself to something more than what the Torah had said. And sometimes that's a motivating thing, and sometimes that's a negative thing. So Remeyer doesn't like it ever, right? Remeyer is risk averse. So don't add anything. I know he doesn't trust the people 
to do more than they were asked to do by the Torah. So don't be a Nazir, don't do a Neder, don't do any of that stuff, except for rare exceptions. And Rabbi Yehuda now, we're going to represent the flip side, that the Neder can be a good thing. Being a Nazir can be a good thing, and as we will see, and so why is our Mishnah saying that Nadavas are good and Nadarim are bad? Let's see. The Ebois, Ema, that introduction as we arrive at Yodam and Aleph. Let's say you even go according with Rabbi Yehuda who says that making the Dharma is good, that the best thing to do is to make a nether and actually fulfill it. So when do you say that? In other words, our Mishnah is saying that the Dharmas are good and the Dharma are bad. So when did Rabbi Yehuda say that it's best to make a commitment and fulfill it? Not in the context of a nether, but rather in the context of a nadava. Okay? And that would be consistent with our Mishnah because it sounds like he only likes the Dharmas and not the Dharma. I but says the the Gemara of Hakatani, but the Bryce actually literally says Tov In other words, when we represented the Machlokas or Mayor or Behuda, the Lushan was Tov Noider The Lushan of the Mishnah was that you make a neder, right? The Brisa. Right? In other words, we said who's the author of our Mishnah? And we brought a Brisa that analyzes the Pasuk in Kohelas. When we brought the Brisa and represented the Shita of Yehuda, we didn't say Tov Mizeh Mizeh, no Devo Mekayim. We said Tov Mizeh Mizeh, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the best thing is, right, better than making a nether and breaking it, certainly, but even better than not making a nether at all is Noider Umekayim. That's the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. That's better. Because after all, you can motivate yourself with a nether. So make a nether and fulfill it. It didn't say make a nadava and fulfill it. It said make a nether. So why are we saying that he meant nadava? So the Gemara says, yeah, you know, Bryce's we can amend a little bit, especially when it means being more consistent with the Mishnayas. So Tani noidevu makayim. Maybe the Bryce meant not noider makayim, but noidevu makayim, which would be consistent with, right, the Mishnah. And therefore, what Rabbi Yehuda says is the best thing to do is to not to make a nether and fulfill it, but rather to make a nedava and, and fulfill it. So now we're going to have the same discussion we had of Rabbi Meir's shita, and we're going to apply it to Rabbi Yehuda's shita as follows. We say, Well, again, we're going to ask the same question. What is the difference between a nether and a nedava? So why would you say, right, that, that you shouldn't make a nether? Dilma asi bali deitakala. Right, because the reason why you don't want to promote people making the dharma is because they, as a concern, they're going to come to the color Because after all, we're only human, and if we don't fulfill the nether, we're going to, right, do the awful. Right, we're going to have a, a problematic transgression. Right, we're going to have the the iser of violating your nether of fall, of not pulling through. So says the Gemara, as it said yesterday, Nadavanami dima asi takala. So when it comes to Nadava, you also, sometimes between the cup and the lip, you get a slip. And even though you said it, but Nadava, it doesn't always work out. So why is that better than Nadar? So now we're going to have, right, similar answer that we had before. That we're talking about cases where the Nadava is less susceptible to Takala, as follows. This is the Gemara. Rebuta is following his own reason. Remember, yesterday we said the case of Hillel Hazakein. Right, the the answer, the answer to the same question when it came to Rabbi Meir was Hillel Zaken. So Rabbi Leibowitz, a great Tafiyomi master, asked why yesterday we have Hillel Zaken. Here we're saying a regular case. Other maybe I think this is Lashitaso because Rabbi Meir thinks that most every human being should never make a neder or a nadava, except for unique cases. Right? He's risk averse. Rabbi Yehuda 
thinks that it's, he, he va- seems to at least value this commitment better. He says the Hamon Am should make a commitment if they can, right? If they can keep it. If they're not going to keep it, then certainly don't. But he values, it seems, the motivating aspect of the nether more. That's why I think here, where Behuda is saying, not just Hillel Zaki, but anybody. Yeah, that's the patent. That's how you get out of it. Bring your keves all the way to the Azara. Right? And no, no hektish on it whatsoever. So now if anything happens, nothing happened. It's just an animal. It doesn't matter. Umakdisha, right on the spot. Makdisha somechalev shokta. Be makdisha. And immediately do the smicha that you do prior to the carbon. And then shechted right away. Again, similar to Hillel Azakin, except for this is <coughs> the average person doing it. And so Rabbi Huda says that would be a case where you can make an adava and it's fine. Okay. So the Gemara asks, like it had asked yesterday, fine, we, it's easy to do it with carbonus, because again, Barry, once the animal is dead, so then there's no way to mess it up anymore. It's not going to, the whole thing's over. So you did it. You, you passed the danger point, right, where you might have a problem. However, what are you going to say about Naziris? Naziris, you've got to sustain it for a minimum of 30 days. So anything can happen over 30 days. There's no right, parallel in Naziris where you just do it, boom, 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 and then you're done. So how are you going to apply it to Naziris, says the Gemara. Right, so yesterday we said, as an answer, again, we keep contrasting, yesterday we said, there was one Nazir from the south that was sincere. What does Rabbi Huda say? Rabbi Huda Latamei. Latanya, Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Huda is going to go according to his own reasoning, because he has a final, following Brisa, which quotes Rabbi Huda saying the following. Chasidim harishoyinim hayimisavin lahavi karibun chatas Fascinating idea. The Hasidim are Rishonim. We're not talking about the Neo Hasidim of today. We're not even talking about the Hasidim of the Baal Shem. We're talking about the original, original Hasidim. They were the very, very sincere. And they wanted to bring Korban Chatas. Why would they want to bring a Korban Chatas? So it's a beautiful idea. The Rush says, I believe, this was quoted. Um, by Rabbi Leibowitz, I think it's a beautiful idea. It's like um, being a Baal is the one thing. They were so pious, they never had that experience of a Korban Chatas. There is an experience to everything that you do. Uh, it's like uh, we have a, a, a sign up in our, uh, in our house because we used to live in Israel, but now we live in Baltimore. So the nice thing about living in Baltimore is that you get to have Ga'aguim for Israel, right? You can't... Uh, you can't miss Israel when you're in Israel, all right, in the, same, in the same way. You can't yearn and pine for Israel in the same way. So similarly here, the Hasidim Arishonim wanted to have that experience of being elevated, of a chet becoming a, a schus, right? That's something that is a Yerida, we'll call the Hasidic, the newer Hasidic concept of a Yerida, the Tzorach Aliyah, is something that you can never experience if you don't have a Yerida, right? So they wanted to have that experience of a Korban Chatas, but they were never going to do an Avera to accomplish that. That's not the move. So there's a Korban Chatas associated with Naziris. And so they would generate this Naziris in order to have a Korban Chatas. So again, this is a more than just one guy coming from the South. This was like a practice that people had to generate a Korban Chatas upon themselves without doing an Avera in order to experience it. And that's the Nadav of Naziris. And those people can be trusted because they're in it for realsies, right? They're in it legit. So 
as we see in the Gemara here, maybe to call all Right? So Karish Baruch that's another concept. We saw it in Brachos and elsewhere, this idea that um, when you're that Hashem doesn't allow the tzaddikim to to fall, to falter. Right? So since the tzaddikim, right, it was the donkey of uh, which was the big Tzaddik in Masechus Brachos, the donkey, even the Nitrefus, right? So some say there is a, there is a controversy where Ari, uh, Ari Leibowitz points out. I think it's the Tosfos, <coughs> excuse me, Adav Bezum and Bezum Nazir, I think he quoted. There's an issue whether this is really true. Our Gemara actually is a data point to the opposite, that a Takala could potentially happen. And is it only with regards to Machalos Asuros? Because those are metamtim delev, and you know Hashem might allow, so to speak, for something to go wrong for the tzaddik, but never something that would have this like tainting, right, long-lasting aftertaste. This thing on the neshama where you've eaten some machalas asuros. Be that as it may, generally a karsh baruch is not going to allow tzaddikim. Uh, this is a, this is a good musr. It's a garanowitz musr moment that you need siyata deshmaya. <laughs> To not become Tamei also, right? You need to have the Shemaya to not do Averis. Yes, it comes from your resolve, of course. But with that resolve comes a certain Siyat HaDashemaya to, to uh, succeed in not doing Averis. So here, Kadosh Baruch Hu, they, they, they had the resolve. Kadosh Baruch Hu would uh, avoid that Takala. He would give them that, that help in avoiding. However, so may I use them? So what would they do? Okay, so the way they would bring the carbon chatas was that they would miss right? <coughs> they would volunteer Naziris. And then carbon and then on the completion of Naziris, one of the things that you bring is a carbon chatas, and that's how they were able to experience the chatas. So they that's a chatas, that's a naziris that's not going to become Lidei Takala. Okay. Fine. So now, we quoted that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. But now, the rest of the Brisa is Rabbi Shimon who doesn't agree. Rabbi Yehuda thought it was great to bring this, this Korban. But now, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Lo Nadru Benazir, right? The Hasidim Rishonim would never make a ned there with, of Nazirus. Ela Harotze Lahavi Oila Misnadevu Mevi. This is how, this is how you, you would do it. You can bring an Ola voluntarily, or Shlomim, Misnadev, maybe, right? The Korban Shlomim, you can be Misnadev and then bring it. Toida Arba Amine Lachma, Misnadev, maybe. The Korban Toda, and the, right, the Arba Aminim, Mine Lechem, right? Otherwise known uh, as the, uh, right, the, the 10 uh, and the 30, right? The 10 breads that have. Excuse me, chametz, and the thirty, which are like matzah, right? Um, three different type of matzah, right? So ten, ten, and ten, and then a ten that's chametz. All of this korban toda has to be eaten. <coughs> the one in shavuos uh, has to be eaten. Uh, whenever you bring the korban toda, right? You always have to eat it with all your buddies because you only have a short amount of time. Right, that's uh, popularized by the Nitziv. Be that as it may, he's bringing all these korbanos. Those you can be misnadev. 
Right? The Ola, the Shlamim, the Toda, those you could always be Misnadev. Misnadev. Aval Benazir is Lois Nadvu. Rabbi Shimon disagrees with Rabbi Yehuda. He says the Hasidim Rishonim would never be Misnadev Naziris. Why? Because a Nazir is by definition called a Chaita, according to Rabbi Shimon, and therefore that the Hasidim Rishonim would never do it. That's why this is also appropriate for Yossi Shulman's 50th birthday, because he's certainly not a Nazir. He would not be called a Chaita. It goes according to Rabbi Shimon. Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, Bechiper alav ma'asher chata al hanefesh. Right? That's the Pasuk. <coughs> right? In the context of Nazir, who became Tomei. So the Pasuk says that when a Nazir becomes Tomei, right? In, in Sefer Bamidbar. So that Pasuk says that he should have a kapara for having sinned, chatal nefesh, sinned against his soul. What kind of sin did he do against his soul? Well, this Pasuk seems to see, say categorically that just becoming a Nazir is in itself, by definition, a sin against your soul. So that's Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Okay. So Amar Abaye, so to which Abaye comments on these opinions, that Shimon Atzadik, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar Kapar, Kulon Shita Achasein. The Nazir Chote Havi. Right? They all hold that Nazir is Chote. Now, mind you, Shimon Atzadik was a little different because remember, he was mentioned yesterday. He liked the sincere ones. He just thought that most of the Nazirim were, right, these unstable fakers who one day are doing degenerate behavior and the next day they're in, you know, they're, spend, they're marinating in a mikveh in Ukraine for, for three weeks. But it's not really the kind of Nazir that the Shimon Atzadik really liked. He was more about the sincere, stable ones, right? That were fundamentally more stable. Whereas Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Lazar Kapar are going to think more fundamentally that even the sincere ones are not as good. But be that as it may, they all see, right, the downside of Nazirus. And as, as the Gemara will now elaborate, Shimon Atzadik, Rabbi Shimon had Amran, right? Because Shimon Atzadik we spoke about yesterday. He only liked that guy who is sincere. Whereas Rabbi Shimon said just now that according to the Pasuk, it sounds like categorically Nazirus is a chote. What about Rabbi Lezabar Kapar? We haven't heard his opinion on this yet. So Rabbi Lezabar Kapar, Berabi, which was his full, full name, right? That's how you, that's what you call a gadol in a generation. So Rabbi Lezabar Kapar, Berabi, the Tanya. He says the following, he's quoted in the Spice of Rabbi Lezabar Kapar, Berabi Omer, Bechiper alav me'asher chatal anefesh. I think that's the same pasuk, right? Yeah, same pasuk. So same categorically as Rabbi Shimon. Wait a minute. What nefesh? Whose soul is it? Well, ah. So this is also dedicated to Yasi. You should not distress yourself by what? By withholding wine and food, right? You should drink and you should eat and you shouldn't be right an aesthetic. Is that the word? Is that the word, uh, Yoni? When you, uh, when you, when you deny a what? Aesthetic. Aestheticism. Aestheticism is when you deny yourself of the pleasures of this world. That's good. Oh, see, that's not what we strive for. I don't think you're paying attention. Oh, oh, oh. Because Yoni and I are dentists, so we strive for aesthetics, for for the the, the beauty which we discuss of the, the teeth, but. Uh, or even for the aesthetic. Okay, thank you, Yoni. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Okay, so denying yourself the pleasures of the Lamazah is not considered a move. That's not, that's the sin. Yossi Shulman. Right? And so, where we, where Lazar Kapar says, and this is the Kalvachomer that applies. Happy birthday, Yoss. <coughs> right? It's a Kalvachomer. If wine, even if a Nazir, who only abstains from what? He'll eat and drink and be merry. Just the only thing he's not drinking is wine. And he's still called a Chote. If a person uh, is going to deny himself food and eats, all the more so he's a chote. Mikan, we learn, call a yoshin, betainis, nikr chote. Person who, I don't know what it says about intermittent fasting, but a person who's yoshin, betainis, and just for no reason, right, withholds, eats from themselves, withholds food, is considered a chote. And therefore, it is Rabbi Lazar uh, Hakapar's application. So it's very interesting, right? It sounds like Rabbi Shimon Atzadik, he's really annoyed by the insincere, right, uh, so to speak, neo-Hasidic uh, Naziris. Rabbi Shimon is more just about, listen, Naziris shouldn't be, and that's the Pasuk, more just like straight. Whereas Rabbi Lazar Kapar is applying it not only to Naziris, but to all the pleasures of Allah Mazes. So it's not exactly the same shita, but it's all a similar idea. That if you're going to try to be holier than Hashem asked you to be, and you're going to take upon yourselves these less stable things, they don't see that as a good sign at all. All right. So now, again, they both... Uh, Got it, Rabbi Lazar Kapper and Shimon, uh, Rabbi Shimon, they both got it from Vachiper Alav Meshechatal and Nefesh. Okay. Gemara says, is that how you exp- explain that Pasuk for sure? Vadin, Krab, Ben Nazir, Tamiksiv. After all, that Pasuk is not talking about Naziris categorically. It's not really talking, if you look at the context in the Pasuk in Sefer Bamidbar, it's not talking about avoiding Naziris, Lechatchila. It just means this is what happens when a Nazir becomes Tameh. That's the context. So you're taking it sort of uh, in that con- out of that context if you're Rabbi Shimon and you're saying that you should never become a Nazir in, this, in, in the first place. So the Gemara answers, Mishim Deshana Bechetu. Yeah. It's part of a personality profile, Barry. The Nazir will become Tameh. Why? He made his sin worse because besides, right, the fact that he distressed himself, right, and shouldn't have become a Nazir in the first place. Now, of course, he became Tameh, right? You have no Siyat HaDashmaya because you're not as, as sincere as you think you are. And you're really not following and being careful. And so you're just like flying off the handle, right? You're being unstable. You were unstable with your bad behavior. Now you're being unstable with your good behavior. You don't really have that ability to keep it steady. And so, of course, you're going to become Tameh. And so even though the Pusik is talking about another becoming Tameh, it's really addressing an entire personality profile, which Rabbi Shimon doesn't like, of, you know, being a Nazir when it's inappropriate. Okay, so that is, and perhaps at the end we come back to Andrew, right? Because Andrew says, just don't make a, like Rabbi Mayer. He says, just don't make a Nazir, don't become a Nazir, and act appropriately anyway, right? That's Andrew's way. All right. We miss you, Andrew. He's in uh, Boca, I think. Okay. Fine. So now we arrive at the mission at the bottom of Yudom and Aleph. And we're just going to talk about terms that we're not going to understand. Because now we're back to the idea of what? Of the, the terms that are the same. The kinuyim. Okay? The kinuyim to the words. So we're, we're not going to be so familiar with these words because we don't use them as much anymore. Although we do use the word konam. But let's just go through 
the terms as follows. Says the Mishnah, Omer, Konam Konach Kainis, right? So if you say those words, Hare Elu Kinuim Lakorban, those are all words that sound like the word Korban. If you say the word Cherek, Cherech, Cheref, those words, Hare Elu Kinuim Lakorban, and we can see why, right? These are all, right, Kinuim for the words that sound like it, but it's not exactly it. And again, the Chedesh of our Mishnah, as we started Mesechel Zadarim, is that those Kinuim are, in fact, the, right, this is, this is an application. Don't, don't, remember the first discussion we had was we said the din of that ki, when you say kinuim it counts meaning you are on the hook for the neder even if you did you did not use the exact word cherem you use the word right che, uh, whatever cherek uh, even though you didn't use the exact word you still we know what you meant and that's the chiddush that it still counts as a neder then we so then we got off track we talked about yados partial. Right, uh, expressions of Nadarim. But now we're back to the examples of the Kinuim. This is the examples of the Kinuim that we uh, aforementioned that we thought maybe should come right after the Din. But be that as it may, now we're, now we're finally up to Kinuim. So when it comes to Cherem, you could use those other words. Nazik, Naziach, Paziach, you want to guess what that's going to be? That's going to be Hare Elu Kinuim Naziris, right? Because Nazik sounds like Nazir. And Shvusa, Shkuka, and bemo and neder bemohi, arelu kinum leshvua. So shvusa sounds like shvua. Neder bemohi also is going to sound like shvua. We'll see. So says the Gemara. How do you explain this? Itmar. First of all, kinuim. How do you know that kinuim work at all? So Rabbi Yochanan Amar leshon umos hein. So Rabbi Yochanan is going to say, well, these are foreign language terms, and that's what these kinuim are, which is to say. Any way that you get the point across, be that in Hebrew or in a different language or in a slang, that's what Rabbi Yochanan says counts as kinuim. But you're getting the point across. Whereas Rabbi Shivamin, Lakesh Amar, Loshan Shibadu Lahem Chachamim Lios Noderbo. Badu, like conceived to do it, meaning this is not just if a new slang comes up, like we had a new slang yesterday, we had a guy with a great head of hair. So they used to call that an afro. Now they call it lettuce, right? Uh, that's just a slang for a beautiful, thick, luscious head of hair. But that wouldn't count for these kinuim, said Rishim and Lakish. Maybe it would. It would have to be only those things with Chazal had specifically, right, ascribed. Right? And that's what, and he's saying, using the Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Malachim Aleph, the month that he conceived of something from his heart. Which is to say, that's where he gets the idea that only that which the Chazal uh, put together, only those Kinoim work, okay? So first of all, why would they do that? In other words, if you have already, if you're going to make a dogmatic, right, specific Kinoim that you want, then why don't you just stick to the original words? Why are you adding more words? That's the Gemara. Korban. Because we don't want a person to say korban, that's why we say koinam. And we do say konamos, right? We do ataras nadarim and kol nidre. Okay, velema korban. So just say korban. What's, it's not a bad word. Korban is not a four-letter word. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean. So it says the Gemara, dilma amar korban la Hashem. No, because then you're going to say korban la Hashem. So it says velema korban la Hashem. That's great. Why not? So dilma amar la Hashem, velo amar korban. The idea here is you're going to end up saying the shame Hashem in vain. Right? That's the issue. Okay. Vitanya, Rabbi Shimon Oimer, 
And we learned in the Brisa that that's a realistic issue. That could really be a problem. Why? Because Rishim says, Right? You're supposed to say, Korban Hashem. Korban Hashem. You're supposed to say the word Korban first. Right? Because if you don't say the word, because if you say the word Hashem first, you may never get to say the word Korban. I once heard Rabbi David Foreman to talk about the importance of listening. That when you're a Jew, the essential element of a Jew is listening. Well, how does he know? Because when a person has his dying breath, he's supposed to say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Well, it's your dying breath. Shema Yisrael Hashem So you would think, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, affirming the oneness of Hashem, that's the idea. Shema Yisrael is just like, hear ye, hear ye, right? Listen up, everybody. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. So not necessarily. You can say Shema Yisrael with your last breath, and it's that listening that's the most important. So anyways, uh, be that as it may, right? Sometimes you get cut off right in the beginning. So don't say Hashem first. So we see that we have this issue of saying L'Shem Hashem, right? L'Shav. Right, certainly... <laughs> right, a kalvachomer. If all you did, you wanted to say korban la Hashem, but we want to make sure that you say korban first. So certainly, right, levatala alachas kama v'kama. Right, that's when you're actually trying to say something that makes sense and that would not be levatala. Certainly, invoking shem Hashem l'shav would be a terrible thing. And so, basically, that is where they just don't, don't want to say a word that's associated with Hashem. Just to go get away from the Shem Hashem Lashav. And so they use the word Konam, because when you say Konamos, you never really associate that with Hashem. And so that's going to be less problematic. Okay? So now, we see, we, now we're Gemara is going to say, this Machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan Rishlakash, where again, Rabbi Yochanan said, you can, it's just Kinuim, just means getting the point across. And Rishlakash means the Matbeah of Chazal. That might actually be reflecting, right? Because they're Marayim, but it might reflect. The more fundamental machlokas tanaim as follows: Leiba ketanaim bechamai bechilo bechamai oimrim kinuye kinuim asurim. Ah, bechamai says that if you say kinuim of kinuim, that's also, and we'll see what the what, what it means. But sometimes you get a slang, and then you get the slang of the slang. Right? <laughs> Fine. So when you get the slang of the slang, so should that also asur means that it's going to work. Also means that you're not, it's also in the sense that if you said, made a nether in a lush of kinui kinui, you're going to have to be on the hook and obligated to that nether. Whereas Basil Omer, kinui, kinui, mutarim. They say that, no, that if you say a kinui, then as we've already said, kinui are actually going to obligate you. But they say a slang of a slang, that's already mutar. Oh, so maybe that's the machlokas. Maybe Yochan Rishlokas has so. My love, mandamar, kinui, kinui, asurin, kasavar. Maybe Bichamai holds a kinui, kinui, asur. They hold kinui, lashon, umosain. Yeah. In other words, maybe they hold like Rabbi Yochanan, that as long as you get the point across, that works, and you are obligated thus to the nether. Ulman de Amr Mutarim, Kasavarim Basil, who says the Kinuim Kinuim is nothing, maybe they hold Lashon Shabbatul Haim Chachamim. The Kinuim of Chachamim would be effective, but the but anything that, uh, uh, but a slang of said Kinuim would not be. And therefore, maybe that Machlokas, Bechamim Basil, about Kinuim Kinuim, is reflective of the Machlokas of Yochanan Reish Lakish. To which the Gemara says, not necessarily low. <laughs> Could be that everybody holds, right? Beis Shabbai and Beis Hillel will both agree, right? That Kinuim 
is Lashon Umos, like Rabbi Yochanan says. And the whole Machlokas is almost like a Machlokas in Mitzias, whether derivative of derivative is a common enough, or maybe not in Mitzias, but in how you quantify what's common enough to count as requiring a nether, right? Where Bechame holds that it's, it's common enough usage to use a slang of a slang that it would be, right, it would be uh, binding. Right? Can you think of a slang of a slang? We could think of something for sure. Right? So, uh, right? So if you say, like, we used to say, that's cool. Now we can say, that's chillin'. So you say, that's chillin'. All right. Is that really saying the same thing? So some would say, yeah, that's common enough, right, that, that, uh, that, that it would be binding. Whereas <coughs> Basil says, maybe not. Be by same. Or, or alternatively, perhaps, <coughs> that it's true that you would only use, that's cool. You would only use like the OG, the original, Right, kinui, and that only that kinui would be binding. But we have a gazero that if you say that's chilling, you're already going to end up. You have to be machmer, so to speak, because you use a lashon that is similar enough to the kinui that would be binding. So this non-binding lashon should also be binding as a chumrah. Whereas beisilosavri logazrin and kinui kinui and mishum kinuim. We're not going to make such a gazero that, that you're also going to be obligated not only in the kinui in the but also in the kinui of the kinui. Okay. Now we're just going to ask, what are examples of kinuim? Hechi dami kinuim, kinuim de nadarim. Obi examples of said slang of a slang of nadarim. So Tani Rabbi Yosef. So now we're going to have a bunch of terms that we don't understand. You guys didn't come for the best part. You're going to come. You came for the part that we that makes no sense. It says, mekanamna, mekanakna, mekanansna. These are kinuim of kinuim. They take the konam. And now you're slanging it to something that makes that you that you really don't recognize. Hey, chidami, kinui, kinuim, the cherem, and so cherem. How would that sound? Tani mafsha. Some some Talmud chacham called mafsha said charakim, not charamim, but charakim, charachim, charafim. Okay, and how does it apply to nazirus? Kinui a kinuim to nazirus. Tani Rabbi Yosef, machazakna, manzachna, mapichna. Right? Okay. So Ibailahu, Mipachaznamai. Wait a minute. Okay, I know Machazakna or Machazakha, that would be Kinui Kinuim, and that might work depending on how you hold with regards to Basil Chamai. But what if he didn't say that? What if he said Mifchazna? Is that a Kinui Kinui? Obi the Lacha. What about Mishazna? Or Misazna? So says the Gemara, Amalai Ravina Lavashi, Kinma Mai. What about Kinma? Is that konam kamar? Like kinma sounds like konam a little bit, like kol nidre konamas, but it also sounds like cinnamon, right? Or dilma kinman beslem kama. Maybe he's saying kinamon, which is cinnamon. So, amalei rachamayi derevchi lavashi kinamai. What about kina? Kina shaltan golden kamar because kina, as we know, right, is is a chicken coop, right? There's a whole masechas called kinim. I don't know if you're aware of that. Okay, or dilma lashon de konam. So we say masechas kinim. Are we talking about, like, I, I remember one time I signed up when I was uh, in high school to learn Masechah Shruis. And I thought I was going to learn about the holiday of Shruis and cheesecake. And boy, was I surprised. It was a lot different than that. So here it's the same thing. Kinim could mean chicken coops or it could mean konamos, right? Um, or tibai. Kinui, kinuim de shvua hechi dummy. So now let's see. Let's resolve this. When it comes to shvua, you can say shvuel, shvusiel, or shakukayel. 
Okay? Shvuel, says the Gemara. Shvuel ben Gershom Mashma. Shvuel is an actual name. Nobody's going to think that that's Shvuel, because that's like saying, Mike, what do you mean? Well, you ever hear of Shvuel? If you look at Navi, in, in uh, Divrei Yamim Aleph, as a matter of fact, you will find that Shvuel was actually somebody who you know. He, because he was the son of Gershom, who, as you might recall from the Torah, is the son of Moshe Rabbeinu. Be that as it may, he was the treasurer for, for David Melch. Okay, point is, Shvuel, everybody knew. Okay, Ella, Shavuvoel, Shavusiel, and Shavukoel. Not Shavuel, but Shavuvoel. That would be a Kinri Kinri. Okay. Amar Shmuel, Amar Shifta Lama Klum. If you say a Shifta, that's nothing. Kashkika Lama Klum, Kashina Lama Klum. Say those things, then that's nothing. Okay. Now, finally, the Mishnah says, why, why do you have to say those things? I guess they sound similar enough to something that where you would say it would be valid. Okay. Now, we said Neder Bemohi. Remember the Mishnah said the term that a Neder Bemohi is a Kinui for a Shvua? How does Neder Bemohi equal Shvua? Says the Gemara. Yeah. If you say by Mohi, you're not saying anything. However, it means with the Momasa, the sacred pledge that Mohi said. Oh, that pledge that Mohi said. That is a kinoi to Shvua. Aha. So it doesn't mean, Mohi means an oath. It means that you're mentioning a Shvua that Mohi once said. So that is what counts as a as an oath. By the way, who's Mohi? So Mohi is Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Because it says, uh, yeah, you have to look, right? Uh, you have to look in Sefer Shmos, and you see where he made a Shavuah. So yeah, my father, all of a shalom, uh, his name was Moshe, but in Israel, sometimes they'll call Moshe Mutzi, right? So... Uh, Mo and Moshe and Mohi are all kinuim for the name Moshe, so that's what he means. He doesn't mean that the word Bemohi means anything. It's a saying that this is what Moshe Rabbeinu would have said, like the Shvua of Moshe Rabbeinu, that is in fact a kinui of Lashon Shvua that would be binding. So let's, let's stop here, because tomorrow we have to start with the Mishnah at the very bottom of Yud Amun